there, how's it going everybody? That's right, if you can my, my, hear my voice, it is another wonderful episode Input of... to... <laughs> I thought, we I thought, fooled you. What? I thought we were doing A-Team. It's both, it's a crossover episode! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Dual podcast up in here, I don't know how else to do it, but you know, I'm a host for Input 2, I'm Wes Womble, we got... Daily Wilhelm. She's the host for Anime A-Team and our guest... Emily Rubin! Yay! How are we all doing? Wubba-lubba-dub-dub. Hey. You're in great pain. <laughs> I'm in great pain. Please help me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, we're talking about Rick and Morty this episode of Input 2 slash Anime A Team, the uh, Input B Team, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, other than that, we'll get right into it. Um, but real quick, before we get like into the meat of the podcast, you know, we're actually talking about the entire series and the new episode. Uh, let's talk about your favorite moment from the series. We'll go with Daily first. Oh, gosh. Probably, I think it just encapsulates like a lot of the central nihilism and just bluntness of Rick and Morty yeah. is the moment with Rick invented this little robot to pass the butter. And he's like, mm-hmm. what is my purpose? It's like, it's to pass the butter. And that's it. That's, that's all. it. That's all. <laughs> what about you, it's Emily? Just little things. Um, the episode with the Meeseeks, with yep. when Jerry goes golfing, and it's hilarious to me how like everyone gives him like overly complicated ca- tasks, and it's Jerry's stupid little like, <laughs> I want to golf that just breaks them down. Yep. For me, um, I know what I said last podcast because this didn't record properly the first time. But um, <laughs> no, for me, honestly, I was thinking about it more, and honestly, the episode where he's uh, Morty's raising his alien child. Um, yeah. From yeah, that's Resort, a good one. Um, when he finds out that um. You know, Morty's been lying to him this entire time. He's like, God is dead. The government's lame. Thanksgiving is about killing it. Like, he just <laughs> runs off into the distance, like, shouting, like, random nonsense like that. And it, it's just, it gets me every time. But other than that, no, yeah, we're talking about, you know, like, the, fi- well, I guess not film, but, like, the a- the aspects of, like, writing everything, storyboarding, whatever you want to call it, um, about Rick and Morty. So, um, entire series, what do you think? I mean, I know what you think, but, like, yeah. put it into words. Like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, man. So, like, Rick and Morty is, like, just an anomaly in itself because yep. I think it takes all the things that we like out of comedy and especially the kind of comedy that we're running into around the internet these days, which is yeah. very, like, nihilist, very mm-hmm. self-deprecating, very, like, off-the-wall kind of, like, Dadaism almost. Yeah. Um, but it does that in such a clear and concise way where it doesn't get overcomplicated, but it doesn't get, like, dumbed down, simplified either. It gets this really nice balance of, like, dumb humor and, like, really kind of scarily highbrow humor. Because we're dealing with very complicated things and, like, mm-hmm. hive minds and, like, the inherent meaninglessness of the universe. Yeah. Um, which you don't want to think about too hard at first. Uh and, but it I does do it, every day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, every day. Every day. But... I just really appreciate that that it does it in a way that comes off as really natural, like yeah. the way that Rick and Morty stammer all the time and like are trying to say one thing and then they go to say another thing because that's just so much more natural. And I feel like that lets people uh, who watch feel like they can be a little more like natural and not feel bad when they're trying to say something funny and then they yeah. stumble because that's me in my life always. Yep. Feel. I guess for me, um, one of the biggest aspects that I really appreciate appreciate about Rick and Morty is the yeah. uh, cosmic horror within the show. And I daily kind of touched on it, but like the nihilist themes and like the insignificance of humanity are like, they act as kind of a catharsis for us because these are things mm-hmm. we generally try to avoid in our entertainment. Like 
a lot of cartoons especially are like happy bright colored let's not talk about it and rick and morty's like no let's talk about it but in a funny way that we can kind of laugh at ourselves and like the terrible like realities of the world and that's something a lot of shows don't really do for me like one of the greatest things for rick and morty is honestly um the sci-fi aspect of it honestly it's some of the best sci-fi writing out there Mm -hmm. um it approaches a lot. It approaches, I mean, like, you know, multiple realities, you know, not multiple, infinite realities, I should infinite. say, <laughs> um, where you have numbers of different things that can happen. Um, you have freaking, like, teleportation portals, space cars, all this other stuff, alien races, like, new governments, old, go- like, everything you could imagine in sci-fi is there. And it's incredible what they do and how they uh, break it down. Because um, one of the things I think that really helps ground it, like you're saying daily, is that they take these sci-fi themes and, like, ground them in, like, real problems. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the characters all have, like, real relatable problems, but they apply them to the sci-fi world, and it, it, it works. It clicks. It, it's incredible. Like, um, I know, I think uh, Beth and Jerry, I think, is probably their relationship is one of the biggest problems we can see in the series, mm-hmm. and I know uh, there are quite a few episodes about that. you guys have any thoughts there? Um, my favorite episode of Jerry and Beth is definitely, like, when they go to counseling and you actually mm-hmm. see like the manifestations of how they see each other and usually like dysfunctional couples are a big deal you know in animated adult humor like family guy american dad south park yeah. they all have them but here they're actually dealing with the dysfunctional like relationship mm-hmm. well they try to but what is so interesting about them is that like they kind of need each other and you know I guess spoiler if that's okay like yeah with the last episode you Jerry left but we kind of know their dysfunction is so severe that they'll probably come back together yeah yeah I just really like that it is made real it goes beyond being like Jerry's stupid Beth Mm -hmm. isn't stupid Mm -hmm. that's their dynamic no it's like there's reason behind why they got together and there's reasons why the marriage fell apart in many different aspects over time and it wasn't Mm -hmm. just because Jerry's dumb and Beth isn't because I think that's like kind of the uh, stereotypes that a lot of like sitcom parents fall yeah. into and Look it's the um, dopey dad oh like, the dopey dad the yeah. horse surgeon it. mom <laughs> every mom is a horse surgeon <laughs> but uh, yeah I just I like that it's a lot more real and I like that their characters at all because this very easily could be you know Rick and his grandchildren going on adventures mm-hmm. and that dynamic wouldn't necessarily be important but uh it goes ahead and delves into that complexity of like rick and beth having their shaky relationship and then rick and jerry not really having a relationship so much as just antagonism between them Mm -hmm. um and then like how that affects how morty sees rick and how summer sees rick Mm -hmm. honestly the like because the last episode still didn't record and i'm you can tell i'm a little salty about it but uh (laughs) (laughs) No, I was thinking, because we brought this up last time we talked about it, and um, it got me thinking more about their relationship. And honestly, um, they're both horribly wrong for each other, but yeah. in that way, they're also right for each other. They're so polar opposite that they bring out, like, and it's it's a relationship founded on their negative aspects of their characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's incredible. Like, um, they're both spiteful. They both hold long grudges against the other one's inadequacies, but... Um, ultimately, they're drawn to each other. You see that in yep. the um, the episode uh, Rick's New Minutes where they watch TV for a while, or at least uh, Rick and Morty do, um, and Beth and Jerry are pretty much having this argument. Like, Jerry could be out, you know, banging Kristen Stewart, you know, doing cocaine with Johnny Depp, but on the back of his mind <laughs> is Beth. He comes yeah. back to Beth. 
Um, Beth could be, you know, um, this heart surgeon for actual people instead of a horse surgeon, but um, she eventually fills that void that, um, but with, you know, someone else would fill like Jerry with pets and alcohol. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it is. Like, it's incredible to see because, like, you don't know that you, they don't work together, but at the same time, they do because yeah. they one's failings kind of fill the other ones, you know, like need to be, uh, you know, wanted. Um, it's just incredible. I mean, like, that's part of the writing of Rick and Morty. Those are two characters that aren't even, like, central to the yeah. plot. That's why I love Rick and Morty as a show, because, like, a lot of people, I think, don't give it credit because they'll hear them stammering over their words like an alcoholic, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then they'll they'll stop listening right there, or the animation style creeps them out, but we can get into that later. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, no, like, honestly, their characters are just great. Like, I mean, uh, Rick. Obviously, we should probably talk about Rick at some point. But Rick's right. a great character. So, like, what are your thoughts on Rick? Rick is very complicated. Yeah. They, like I said, I think on the original recording, they could have gone the route very much of, like, Doctor Who, where it's just this mm-hmm. very whimsical character that you don't really get to know what's going on in their head very much. You can't relate on that level because they are the smartest person in the multiverse um, yep. that Rick is. Uh, but he's the rickest Rick. He's the is. rickest Rick, and he's the rickest Rick because he hates himself the most <laughs> out of all the Ricks. And I think that's a very important part of his character because, like, he could be like just really self-aggrandizing constantly and be yeah. like, you know, I'm the smartest person. I can do all this th- stuff. But rather, he hates himself. Yeah. yeah. And he has all these very negative relationships with both himself and his family. And that hurts him. Mm-hmm. And we get to see that on an extent of more than just him being like, ah, oh, I don't I don't I don't care. And then like a silent moment of him like drinking mm-hmm. and being sad. That's his entire character is him hurting, trying to fix that, failing because yeah. he's Rick mm-hmm. and then hating himself because he's Rick. It's just really complicated, and he's hilarious also. And he's pretty that's funny. He's pretty he's funny. Side note. Funny. <laughs> just, like, sprinkle that on top. It hides mm-hmm. the hurt. <laughs> Something I find really interesting about Rick's character is um, they could have also easily just made him the brilliant scientist with no real consequences, but with yeah. him, you see, like, the consequence of brilliance. Uh, he can't have actual relationships, healthy relationships with really anybody, nope. and he hurts, like Daly said, everybody around him, and... I you see how happy people are when they're just like okay with the status quo and they don't really know what's going on and mm-hmm. that's so true yep. <laughs> in real bliss. life yep. and they don't you know when I say they uh, show creators don't really focus on that aspect of brilliance especially like with a tropey character like mad scientist they really do something unique and original with him mm-hmm. and that's just really interesting to me kind of going back to what you were saying daily um, about how like Rick um he's alone you know he feels alone and he wants to hang out with people and he gets ultimately sad when he doesn't like um mm-hmm. i think i said this on the last recording too still salty um what <laughs> um the episode where um morty and jerry are doing like the science project they go to pluto um this is also <laughs> the episode where beth uh, or not beth uh summer um has her job with the devil yeah um and then beth is just off uh nowhere to be found pretty much but i mean it's not important the point is rick's alone in the house um, and he's searching for like people to hang out with. He even like tries to find Jerry in his study. He's like, "You in here being <laughs> stupid?" Like, you know what I mean? It's just he cause he's clearly alone, and it upsets him. And then the little robot comes over. He even tries to ask the robot if he wants to watch a movie. <laughs> and then the robot's like, "I wasn't programmed for friendship." Like, which is just kind of funny. But no, like, um, 
Morty comes back in the door like a few seconds later and he's like, hey, <clears throat> hey, like he tries to hide <laughs> yeah. the fact that he was so, you know, alone and scared and he didn't want to be alone. But it's what it is. It's like subtle things like that is why I love Rick's character. You really get to see who he is just through these small moments, mm-hmm. uh, which I think makes the writing really good. But we didn't really talk about too many other characters in the last recording, so let's do that now. Yeah, you know what I mean? let's yeah. do it. Morty. How's Morty doing? Morty. <laughs> I, um, one of my favorite moments in the show is actually a Morty and Rick moment, but it's more mm-hmm. for Morty's character. Um, the episode where, you know, um, Morty's like, I can lead a, uh, a mission or whatever, and then he ends up getting, you know, harassed in the bathroom. And mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That one. Um, yeah. When you see, like, how vulnerable he is and, like, how, like, you know, he's just crushed after that, you know? Yeah. And it's just so terrible to watch. And you really kind of see a dynamic there. Star- For me, that was one of the first instances of, like, relationship between, you know, Rick and, and Morty. Morty yep. Because, you know, this terrible character, Rick, who's making fun of him. You see Rick pick up on it, like, instantly. Yeah, like, and wow, he's okay. making fun of him for, like, a good portion. But then at the end, you know, he helps him out. And he's, like, yeah. he's not messing around with that. And that's just yeah. so interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Morty could have, like, the thing is, is that, like Rick and Morty could have easily fallen into like a lot of different stereotypes, but yeah. they went above and beyond, especially with their characters, because Morty at first I was like really annoyed with him. Um, mm-hmm. Part of it was the voice, part of it was that he was oh, just like, oh, "Gee, Rick, geez, Rick <laughs> I don't know about this," uh, but noises at all times. But uh, instead, he really developed beyond that, beyond yeah. just yeah, being a fraidy cat in. Uh, comparison to Rick, who's just like, ah, oh, this is whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important in terms yeah. of like, especially these shows, you don't often see character development. It's usually like, we need to stay static so that we can yeah. keep making the jokes and keep going onward. But I think that there's a lot of room for him to still grow. But I'm proud of Morty, where he's yeah. gotten to be <laughs> yeah. like, he's not hero worshiping Rick. He, I don't think he really ever got to that point. No. That he, he never was, really like, did. Honestly, I think he he kind of loves and hates Rick at yeah. the same time. Yeah. He loves Rick because, you know, Rick's his granddad um, and Rick does look out for him. But at the same time, he hates Rick because like Rick just upended his world and Morty's still trying, you know, he wanted a normal life and with Rick in it, he can't have that. Right. He's for- it's, it's Morty has the constant choice. Do I choose between Rick or do I choose between a life that I want? And more often than not, he'll choose a Rick, which is, I mean, it's even seen at the yeah. end of season one where bird person tells him it seems the, the universe has given you a choice. You can either mm-hmm. abandon Rick or you can continue, like, hanging out with Rick. It's up to you. Like, and Morty chooses Rick, which I think was great. But Yeah, and uh, it's actually really sad to a degree, mm-hmm. too, because you see the outside characters more like Beth and Summer who really just want a part of Rick in their life. And yep. they, unlike Morty, don't have this relationship to see the terrible things he does, you mm-hmm. know? And, but Morty's interesting because he can he stands up to Rick and he tries to convince other people to just let him go and how toxic he is. But he's constantly ignored, even yep. though he's the one that's like directly in contact with him all the time. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you kind of brought it up right there. Um, Beth uh, needing Rick, um, kind of going back to Beth and Jerry's relationship. I think the reason Rick despises Jerry so much or no, Jerry despises Rick the other way around. Sorry. Um, Jerry despises Rick because um Jerry likes being Jerry is probably the most I will say emotionally stable out of their yeah. entire family and surprisingly that's, surprisingly <laughs> like um but that's what it is like um between Beth and Jerry um Beth is like you never really see Beth in like positive social interaction she's always yeah for lack of a better term a <laughs> um that's what it is like you know what I mean 
And then Jerry is over there. He's, you know, social. He can hang out with pretty much anybody. And he, you see him have a lot of positive social interaction, mm-hmm. um, which is something I think it's honestly the only quality I think Jerry has over Beth. The rest yeah. he just sucks at. Beth is better. Yeah. But um, it's the only quality he has over Beth. And Beth latches onto that. You know what I mean? Beth or she uses Jerry as um, her emotional like stability. But Rick also provides another positive emotional outlook for Beth. So yeah. I think Jerry sees, you know, Rick is almost kind of a rival, quote unquote, not a rival, you know, like romantically, yeah. but like emo- for like Beth's like caring, like um, and you see it multiple times, like um, it comes down between uh, Rick and Jerry, like for Beth to choose. And mm-hmm. honestly, you see it at the end of like that season three, episode one, where she chooses Rick. Like, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, which they could all develop- do. Yeah, they all <laughs> do. Like they could develop into any number of ways. But. Yeah, there's that. So yeah, it's some complicated like it's dad issues. Complicated, yeah. yeah. Like, so I th- I think it's just a matter of like Beth needs like a good like male figure in her life, mm-hmm. and it's either Jerry mm-hmm. or Rick. You know what I mean? And they're yeah. both very different, so she yeah. has to choose between them. So, but yeah, there's that. But no, yeah. Um, kind of going mean, back summer. to summer. Yeah. Summer. 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 It's an, she's an interesting <laughs> character because you don't really see too much of her, but um. And honestly, when you do see her, she's generally the butt of some jokes, but yeah, she still it, has some development. So, like every sitcom TV trope sister, yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. much that she's gonna be the butt of jokes. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I would like to see more with Summer in yep. this coming season. Yep. But uh, she's she's not a terrible character. No, no, she's not. She's not honestly for me one of my favorite things with Summer is also the uh, Rixty Minutes episode because. Um, hmm. You have right up until that point, Summer, again, I said, has just been like the butt of the joke. She's never really been um, like wanted, I guess. And then she finds out she actually isn't wanted because um, her parents tried to abort her at one point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or yep. thought about aborting her at least. Um, and then, that, you know, that messes her up. She tries to run away. And then Morty um, comes in and he's like, that out there is my grave. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. he's the alternate. He's the alternate reality, Morty. He's like, I came in here because uh, the other reality, we messed up so bad. And this one, we happen to die at the same time. So. I'm not only your brother, I'm the version of your brother that says it's not worth it to run. And I think he tells her something along the lines of, like, um, nobody's born for a purpose, we're all going <laughs> to die, come watch TV. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Cosmic like, horror. And that, like, yeah, like, it's it's this thing where um, it messes Summer up initially. She's like, holy crap, but then I think she eventually accepts it, and then she's fine. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? And that's the start of her character growing, so. And unlike a lot of other animated TV sisters, Meg is the one that comes to mind from Family oh Guy. God, yeah. You know, everyone hates Meg. Haha. At least Summer is an active character. Meg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's not. She's really active. More so uh, towards the end of season one and then season two. But definitely, yeah. like, she does things. She has a purpose. She is the butt of a joke, but she grows. And I mean, at the end of season one? No, at the, the new episode, she's the one that takes action mm-hmm. over anybody else. She is. And there's a reason for that. But other than that, um. Uh, much the characters at least the ones worth talking about unless we want to talk about mr poopy butthole but the most important the most important (laughs) character you know obviously no um other than that we've kind of talked about it a little bit i kind of want to get into like um how rick and morty relates to other tv shows we've hinted at it a little bit but like what what makes rick and morty like separated from you know all these other tv shows like family guy like um you know archer like uh well maybe not archer well a little bit of archer um bob's burgers futurama Stuff like that. What sets it apart? For me, it's better. It, just, in yeah. what way? <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> just <laughs> better. Um, 
it's it's a lot to do with the writing. Yeah. I feel like, like I said earlier, it's a lot more natural. It lets for like things that you would definitely say and stumble over. Yeah. Um, and it goes beyond just like the voice acting in that sense. It's like these are the arguments that you would have if faced with a situation like in any other episode of Rick mm-hmm. and Morty versus like some of the very like scripted feeling things that you would run into with either probably either like Family Guy or American Dad specifically. I feel like Bob's Burgers kind of does it in the same way where it's Mm -hmm. like the funny happens a lot less forced. It's a lot less pause for effect, like wait for the laughter to die down. It, It just keeps going and it does so in a way that feels natural and like just the kind of like off the wall stuff that happens in reality, but you can never quite capture on like you can't describe fiction. it. Yeah, like yeah. It, it's just it happens and it's life is inherently cruel yet funny. That's what it is. Yeah, like, yeah. I guess for me, um, well, Rick and Morty is my favorite, you know, adult cartoon on right now, and yep. the reason for that is is the these people writing it and working on it understand the importance of character in conjunction with comedy. Yep. Um, where I dislike Family Guy and American Dad. Basically, Seth MacFarlane. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he and call him out. <laughs> you hear me, Seth? Yeah. But like at the beginning of his career, more so, it wasn't that much of an issue because he had some characters that were actually serving a purpose. Mm-hmm. Now, so these characters are just props. Rick and Morty utilizes character development and then uses comedy based off of what they've established, and those foundations make it way more thought-provoking and more meaningful to the audience yeah for me and i know i've been holding it back and on the last episode i was a little triggered when you guys attacked american dad no i'm kidding um <laughs> like no american dad is blood. honestly one of that my favorites blood. um but i will agree that um both american dad and family guy their earlier seasons are a lot better yeah um than their later so seasons um same with the simpsons you know what i mean early mm-hmm. simpsons was uh i'll say revolutionary i mean yeah, like it, it was it spawned like all of these cartoons it showed that mm-hmm. Hey, adults like a cartoon as much, you know, as like little kids do, um, which is great. But no, um, American Dad for me, um, I think relates at least a little bit to Rick and Morty because like you said, um, for a lot of Seth MacFarlane's characters, they are props, but um, specifically Roger and American Dad is such a prop that they actually use and write it into the story, which Mm -hmm. is hilarious to me Um, Mm -hmm. because he literally can change his own character personality to whatever they want at the time. They can make it a reference. They can make it some character and have them deal with different issues that way incredible um how well they use that kind of like it's not really an out they just wrote it that way it's yeah. incredible to me mm-hmm. but um uh, where i think specifically rick and morty like i will say challenges these kind of shows is um the continuity aspect of it you know what i yep. mean um rick and morty follows a timeline whereas some of these other shows they don't you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i want to hear your thoughts on that yeah i mean it's just so crazy the little things that show Mm -hmm. up again and how Mm -hmm. much they pay attention like what was it the first episode you know rick ends the episode by like ranting and it is like 100 seasons rick and morty Uh, Morty 100 years rick and morty rick and morty yep forever rick and morty rick and morty.com like that's really good too yeah Yeah. (laughs) and then we have this uh season three episode one at the end of the episode it's like it's mirrored yeah it's mirrored he's like 97 more years Rick and Morty. Ninety-seven more years, Rick and Morty. Because <laughs> we have three years past. Yeah. Um. So it, it's stuff like that in the jokes, which I think just comedy is best when it's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, remember that thing 
for me yeah. anyway. I yep. love that. Um, but also in that we can have an ongoing plot and it doesn't feel like that's overbearing on the narrative. Yep. Like random things can happen, like the me seek stuff yep. like episode that didn't really have to do a lot with plot, but that happened mm-hmm. and we can move on and remember what's going on at the same time because there's a big shit happening like yeah. with like the citadel of ricks and like the like multiverse government etc yeah stuff yeah. happening stuff you can we can spoil it in a second we'll get to that yeah. episode in a yeah. minute but it's like, coming it's coming kind of going off of daily um with the continuity like they give themselves time to build a world and characters yeah. within it and even like the random episodes like mr meeseeks you're still learning more about these characters it doesn't feel like a wasted trip mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's like no real consequences or uh they haven't learned anything uh i feel like morty is especially each time something happens in any episode he learns a little more about rick and yeah. like just how terrible the world is I'm trying to remember what... Oh, no, that was the episode where uh, Rick and Morty go on Morty's adventure. I was like, what yeah. else happens in the Meeseeks episode? Because the Meeseeks episode, mm-hmm. for me, honestly, was more for uh, Summer, Beth, and Jerry than it was for Rick and Morty, although we did have yeah. Morty in that, that one was, scene we described. Yeah, really. yeah like, that haunts me. Yeah, like, that was... honestly, like, because I was introducing a friend. Um, this is why, I, like, I've been rewatching Rick and Morty uh, with one of my friends because he's never seen it before. Um, and we get to that scene and he's like, dude, what the hell? Like, yeah. like, like it's dark. Like, I mean, it's, it gets really dark. It comes out of nowhere and mm-hmm. the show just takes a turn and you're like, what the hell's going on? Because intercut with that scene, you have Rick singing sweet home Alabama. Like, yeah. Just out <laughs> of nowhere. So like, that's what it is. Like, and he's <laughs> like, Can we, like, what's happening over there? Like, it was incredible to see his reaction to that. And I was like, yeah, it's just what this show does. Like, yeah, it's great to see. But, um. No, there are tons of little, like, details that you can pick up on this show, specifically with the continuity that I love. Like, I think the last recording, Still Salty, um, I talked about... <laughs> can we name this episode, like... Still Salty. Still Salty. <laughs> still Salty. Like, um, no, but, um, like, literally, I think I talked about, um, there was the episode where uh, Morty finds the interdimensional, like, cloud, that sentient being, you know, where they before they go to the arcade and all that. Yeah. Um, and he names it Fart, yeah. Like, um... <laughs> And then at the end of the episode, he kills Fart and he goes back to Rick at the uh, space car, truck, whatever. What do, you, what do you call that? Like, would that be ship? What kind of they, ship? Just, they just call it his it, car. It, it makes yeah, it like, like he Rick's makes it car. out of garbage. But like, I don't know what else you call. Anyway, um, like the you car. see him in the trunk of this garbage car ship. Um, he's putting these crystals in there. And then the next episode where they have all the um, uh, it's like the God, what do you, I don't know what you'd call them, like the parasites or whatever. I think is what Rick mm-hmm. calls them, like the ones where you flash back. And then yeah, they come, yeah, they yeah, come yeah. out in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what um, At the start of that episode, you see him throwing those exact same crystals into the trash can. And I'm pretty sure that's the, how they got into the house. I was like, wow. Like, there's tons of little details like that that pop up. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, and you can watch it a few times and you'll miss them if you don't. Like, yeah, yeah. if you're not paying attention. But they're there and it makes it all the better the experience for it. No. Easter eggs. Yeah. Like, the last episode in the Citadel of Ricks, there was... Uh, a Rick and there was two uh, Mortys to yep. a Rick and <laughs> those they were twins and one was a girl so it was Dipper and Mabel from Gravity Falls because mm-hmm. that's hey. a confirmed crossover mm-hmm. same universe I know I think we had we don't have series favorite Dalton Martin here anymore, <laughs> but, um, in the <laughs> last favorite. recording he couldn't be with us but still salty um, no he was talking about I think um in like they had a in the journal there it was like something like yeah, Rick was, was here yeah. it was you yeah, actually never mind I was giving Dalton credit I was sorry like <laughs> No, Emily is now the series favorite. Emily forever. is now series favorite forever. <laughs> 97 more years. 
<laughs> no, that was pretty much it. And I think we um, we've talked about it enough times. Let's talk about the new episode. What do you guys think of it? The sauce, man. The sauce. How do you say it? Shazwan. 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 I mean, he he slurs it through a bunch of alcohol. So I mean, right. however you say it, it's right. fine. You know what I mean? Like I just dig that that became as massive a meme as it did. Oh my god! I like yeah. that. Uh, one of my favorite, new favorite uh, YouTube channels, Binging with Babish, mm-hmm. did a whole like recipe how to make that sauce. And spoiler alert, guys, you can make it right now without <laughs> much effort. Take McDonald's sweet and sour sauce and then barbecue sauce, two parts sweet and sour. I probably should have watched this again barbecue. after you know we recorded. Still salty. Um, like, <laughs> how many times am the I going to say still salty? salty? The like, sauce isn't no, the salty. Sauce isn't salty. <laughs> I am. Your host is. But um. No, I think it was like two sweet and sours to one barbecue, I think yeah. is what um, the ratio was. And apparently it wasn't bad. And I was like, I might have to try that to see if it is. But um, I'm pretty sure McDonald's will bring that sauce back. Oh, yeah. Oh, I they will. Like they have now. to. Mulan's like, coming out. They're I not. Know, it's the rem- <laughs> like, they have to. Like, they have to. And it's not the first time that they've done it, too. Um, they had the whole Nintendo 3DS thing where it was like, yep. Rick, during that same episode I talked about where the parasites, you know, come into real life. Um they were talking about, like, Rick just comes into the room. He's like, guys, 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 we need to go to Walmart and buy a bunch of 3DSs because, oh you know, like, gosh. you get, like, a $50 gift card with it. brings it down to, like, $116 a piece. We can flip those sons of b- for, like, $250 easy. Like, and they're <laughs> that- limited edition Zelda ones. Hurry. Hurry. That's- we need to go down there. Buy as many as we can. We can all keep one and then play Nintendo games. <laughs> just that line. Nintendo, give me free stuff. Like, that's it what it is. It struck such a personal chord with me. Yeah, I was like, like- oh, my God. <laughs> like- so good. It's so good. Oh. No, but like he actually got they, uh, the show creators, um, like Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon, actually got like free shit out of that, like from Nintendo. Nintendo, Nintendo, games. Was, <laughs> Nintendo actually gave them free stuff, and I was like, oh my god, it worked. And then that was like what, maybe like thirty seconds on an episode, and here you have yeah. half of one episode, yeah, c- dedicated to this damn sauce. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it would make like, a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like. I'm pretty sure it doesn't even have to be, like, um, anything big for McDonald's. I'm sure yeah, they still have, like, yeah. the recipe. Like, they can just bring it back for Mulan. They don't have to do it for Mulan specifically. If they just wanted to do it to do it, boom, there you go. Like It just sounds good. It's not even one of the things right, where it's, it's like, like, like yeah, oh, right? that's funny. Because I've heard it's it described as, like, a teriyaki sauce kind of thing. And I was oh, like, yeah. hmm. I was like that might be good I'm, with I'm down for chicken that. McNuggets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Next thing I do, I'm going to go to Panda after this. You know what I mean? Go to McDonald's. <laughs> Cut up some chicken nuggets, oh throw it in. Gosh. We're going to see what happens. Get some teriyaki. No, I'm kidding. Uh, on next week's podcast. On the, on, yeah, we're actually just talking about food. This is what yes. bite has become. Bite. Take a we, bite. 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 We're like, a. what? It's like the 13th. We're only like 12 days late from April 1st. Like, we yeah. could have done that, but nope. April right. Fool's. April Fool's. No, we couldn't have done yeah. it because then we wouldn't have been able to talk about it anyway because it dropped True. like the last three hours. I loved how they did that, by the yeah. way. Like, it was so funny. It's like, interesting. People are actually really upset that you don't replace Samurai Jack. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's coming back. Guys. Yeah, it's going to be okay. <laughs> like, like, we've been waiting for how long? I thought it was really well done. Yeah. For me, it was hilarious because I think the same day, earlier that day, they released the uh, little Pickle Rick like yeah. advertisement <laughs> where it was just like, I'm, I'm a Pickle Morty. <laughs> like, just and then they were like, oh, okay, that's, so okay. that's what they're doing. That's what they were doing. Because I remember, I think they were like cryptically tweeting or something or like releasing information. Like, mm-hmm. hey, April 1st, we're going to do something. Ha ha ha. And it's then people Rick. thought it was that. 
And then the last three hours of April 1st, they actually streamed the first full episode and, like, people were losing their minds. Yeah. And honestly. Dude, it was so crazy. I saw it everywhere. I uh-huh. saw it on Facebook the first thing. It yeah. was I was like, oh, they released a clip. Mm-hmm. And then I clicked on it. It was 22 minutes long. Like, yep. someone posted, like, the episode mm-hmm. episode on Facebook because everyone was like, it's going to be gone. You have to watch it now before it's gone. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I did, by the way. Yeah. I watched it on Facebook. <laughs> For me, it was, um, I remember series favorite Dalton Martin, who's not here, uh, sent me a link <laughs> on Slack. And uh, it was like, get in here, Wes. And I was like, getting what? Like, what is this on Adult Swim? And, and then it was like Rick and Morty. And I was like, oh, my God, it's 22 minutes. Is this like an episode? I was like, I was wondering what it was. But, like, the entire time I was watching it, I was like, please let this be real. Like, don't take this from me. Like, like I was I was freaking out. I was I was waiting for it because you had, like, Nathan Philly in there, too, like, playing yeah. the bug. And I was like, this can't be real. Like, right? this is just too good. Like, no, that's the other thing about that episode, though, is um, I think a lot of people had the fear after, like, how the second season ended that mm-hmm. um, how were they going to live up to that expectation? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. There's a lot of hype behind Rick and Morty. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Like, like hype in general is just a dangerous thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like, how do you live up to expectations that are just so inflated? And like, you don't even know what you want, but you know that you want like this ridiculous high quality. And it's like, when you've already decided that like the last episode of season two was the best mm-hmm. episode, how, how are you supposed to go on from that? Yeah. yeah. I personally thought this was one of, the best i for me it's the best uh series opener i've probably ever seen yeah um i you know the hype was so high and i feel like it matched all of it and Mm -hmm. i think it for me it actually exceeded it it Mm -hmm. really did um (laughs) like it's incredible to say that too because you were expecting like um I think a lot of people were expecting it to be, like, a few episodes at least yeah. of, like, breaking Rick out of prison. Yeah. I was expecting filler. Or, like, at least an episode of Rick in prison, you know what I mean? Just yeah. doing shenanigans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Um, but, no, it Rita was Hayworth immediate. Poster. Yeah, it was immediate. <laughs> like, they were in the Shonies, you know what I mean, in his mind. And then the the, from there, from that moment, it was he was planning how to get out. And I was like, that's incredible. Like, yeah. the fact that they did it and it was an entertaining episode, the jokes were on point. I mean, they didn't feel forced. And then you also had um, – and that kind of we can go back to talking about Rick as a character because he thought we had his backstory, but nope, that was yeah. actually just psych. Yeah, no. Wow, that was the most brutal psych yeah, I like, think I've ever <laughs> yeah, seen. Same here. Because I was like, oh, like this this is like smart for him to be mm-hmm. like, oh, you have to witness this, and like he's gonna do something. But I didn't think that he would like do it to the point where it, that was all fake. Yeah, just kidding. Just kidding. I, I loved was, it though. I'm driven by that sauce, Morty. <laughs> like that's, that's my series arc. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've laughed so hard at like a any like show for a long time. Yeah. Personally. <laughs> there's just something about Rick and Morty, honestly, and we didn't really talk about the animation style, but they're just so goofy looking. <laughs> like yeah, I love it. A lot of the time. I like, like it. Yeah. I like how it's it feels like they have the moments where it's like big ridiculous space stations mm-hmm. or like the mm-hmm. Cronenbergs. Yeah. And it's like really ridiculously detailed. But everyone in general is just like down to this really simple design mm-hmm. yeah. and I really appreciate that. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was really scared because you know, Adult Swim is kind of notorious for like the stupid, like cheaply done, badly designed Robot shows. Chicken. I think we talked about Squidbillies Aqua- last time. We yeah. Did, yeah. And Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Yeah. Too. <laughs> all <laughs> those. And for me, like my first experience with this was seeing it. I am dead serious at a uh, a preview before the preview at a Pixar movie. Yeah. So like I That's had so the, weird. I had, I, like, we talked about that last time, and you said what was it? Monsters University. It was. It was Monsters University. I was like, why? It was That's not even the close. To the same age group like. it was very strange so and it didn't give you a sense of 
anything the show is about. And looking yeah. at that animation, comparing it to Pixar, it's like, what am I looking at here? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I thought I would genuinely hate it. But the, the tone of the show, like, would you really want to watch really clean, like, perfect-looking characters? No, you wouldn't. It's like South Park. You don't yeah. want to see that. It fits the tone perfectly. Yeah. Yep. But that said, it does balance, though, because there's a lot of, like, gross moments in Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. but it never feels like the animation is specifically, like, trying to gross yeah. you out. Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of Adult Swim shows try yeah. to do. Super Jail, in particular. I'm just scarred oh from the God. one episode I ever watched from um, that because it was, like, ugh. I think one of the worst offenders for, like, trying to gross you out with animation, I think, is Metalocalypse. Like, oh, yeah. Metalocalypse. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. Like yeah, <laughs> I mean, that has the and more, though, because it's trying to be brutal. It's trying yeah. to be brutal, and like it succeeds really well. Because half the time I'm watching that show, and I'm like, I, okay, <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a great show. Don't get me wrong. Honestly, um, it kind of covers a lot of the same stuff that Rick and Morty, or not like the same stuff, but you know what I mean. It does it in the same yeah. way Rick yeah. and Morty does, where it takes like this one premise, but then throws like actual problems into it, and then that's how they get to relate to the the actual characters, which is great. But no, it's just so like. I don't know how to describe how Metalocalypse looks, you know? It's just so metal? out there. It's not metal. even metal. <laughs> it's it's metal. just, it's not even, it's brutal. Like, yeah. and that's the best way to describe it. Like, you're like, wow. Like, but, no, um, is there anything else about it? An- we didn't talk too much about animation okay. when we last recorded. Here like, we go. Because we, Their like, this is technically me. a crossover, so. Yeah, Their we, eyes bother me. Yeah, yep. we had, like, a mutual understanding yeah, around the table. It's, it's not a perfect circle dot. It's, like, several dots. It's a bunch dots. of dots, yeah. It's a bunch of dots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's pupils are a bunch of dots. And you know they did it on purpose, like, completely, mm-hmm. like, they were like, this is going to bother just people. Just Emily Ruman. Like, just me? Yeah. Just <laughs> <me>. <laughs> like, I think you said that last recording. You are like, this was just to make <laughs> me upset. Like, I think it's true, because for the longest time watching it, I was like, I can't stop zooming in on them. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, literally, like, like when they would do close-ups and you see their eye, like, from a distance, it's okay. But, yeah. like, yeah. Like when you see their eyes close up, you're like, stop. That bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Like, stop. I'm like, like go just away. make them circles. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like mid shots, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I just saw a mistake, like an animation mistake. No, that's the entire time. Yeah, that's like, the whole time, it's there. And it no. makes me like wonder about it way more than it's like worth wondering about. Like, did they have a specific brush, or did someone actually take the time mm-hmm. to dot it? Because now they have to. I feel well. No, I feel like what they did is they initially drew the characters and they were like for eyes and they were like, yeah, just like dot 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 dot. All right, good. You know what I mean? It was just random. Like I don't think there's any structure to it. Like I there's think a conspiracy they, here. I, I think they, they literally represent were just like Illuminati confirmed. Yeah, they they just zoom in far enough. It's Bill Cipher. That's what it is. Zooming in far enough. It's actually Manning. No, I'm kidding. Actually, we've gone too far. We've gone too far. No, but um, it's actually another universe where Rick and Morty live, and you know the eyeballs of their characters. Right. I totally can see that being. Yeah, like it's an alternate. That's what's awesome about the show. That could legit happen. It could. Like, like infinite possibilities. We're copywriting that right now. I just want you to know. Give us free stuff. Give us free stuff. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty merch. Like. That would be amazing. Oh my god! <laughs> Could you imagine? Like, oh, oh my gosh! Please listen. Listen to me. <laughs> no, um, that would be incredible. Like, we don't. I feel like we need to up our Twitter game and just start directly tweeting. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right hey, like, hey, 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 hey! Look stuff. at this. Like, we talked about you. Give us free stuff. Some like, give and take. Advertisement. Here. <laughs> like, give and take. Like, no. Um, no, honestly, we kind of. I think all we really said about the new episode was just like the sauce, and then I don't know where we left off. Oh, like, yeah. 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 Like. like like, kind of part of it was, like, just going on more about, like, how sad Rick is that he's, yeah. like, the most happy place he has, essentially, in his brain in is a in a Shoney's <laughs> hanging out with yeah. his family. 
which is sad. Yep. But at the same time, if that's if that's your thing, if that's what makes you happy, that's what makes you happy. <laughs> find your Shonies. You do you. And Shonies. <laughs> find your find Shonies. Take your friends. <laughs> take your family. Take everyone you know to Shonies. Have a nice meal. Shonies, give us free stuff. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Shonies. Never stop. Pancakes, like, please. Pancakes, pancakes for free. No. Yeah. Um, uh, the only other thing about the new episode was um, I'm wondering because I'm sure they're going to bring it up again because they showed that whole mm-hmm. like fake scene of what had happened to uh, Rick's wife and uh, Beth when they were yeah. little mm-hmm. when she was little rather uh, because then I wonder was was that actually like a look at Rick's wife or did he just make her like. He oh. had one at one point, obviously, th- but was that what she actually looked yeah. like? Is question. she going to be get brought up again? Because that's pretty significant. Because mm-hmm. Beth has never said anything, yeah, um, about, like, at all. Ex- but she except will- like he left my, you know, mother. Like yeah, yeah. So is she still alive? I I'm gonna d- say no. I would say no. Um, honestly, it, from the way it sounds like, and it's gonna sound kind of like crazy. Like how can I know this? But like it seems like Rick at least put a little bit of truth. Into that, like, yeah. you know, fake thing right there. He put at least a little bit of himself in there to make it seem real. You know what I mean? Well, they talked about it's based on truth, didn't they? Something like they that. They definitely said something along the lines of, like, you can't alter your past, but you can do uh There's, like, the well, there was th- It was, like, you can't alter your past, but they never actually left his Shonies. So he constructed that yeah. and made it seem like they were actually leaving. And when, in fact, they never actually left. You know what I mean? Because it yeah. was Rick's mind. You know what I mean? So I, I'm wondering if he actually pulled like from that memory to make it seem real you know mm, what i mean and yeah, bring it in there yeah. or if it was something else because like honestly we know I, I i know for a fact at least at least in my mind that that wasn't true because that bomb i think killed both beth and yeah like yeah. young beth and um his wife um did she ever actually get a name or is nope, it just his wife nope, yeah i was like nope. i can't remember if they actually there, named after there. i did like the moment though the fake moment of being like oh i'm not gonna do science anymore let's yeah. go yeah, get ice cream that is uh, the last. That is the last greatest idea that we had in this garage, or something yeah. like that. And but that's the last time Rick's happy. I know. Sad day. Honestly, no. But that's <laughs> the thing. I feel like something of that caliber actually did happen, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. lied to Beth this entire time about what did happen. You know what yeah. I mean? Or he's had people lie to Beth. Yeah. Um, for Beth's own safety, like. And honestly, I feel like this is just my theory, but I feel like that's going to be like the last episode of this new season. Yeah. It's probably going to be something that. dealing with that because that. I mean, one that'd be an incredible cliffhanger. Um. They and brought honest, it up. Yeah, I, they've brought it up. They have to talk about it now. Um, and honestly, you, I don't think you can wait another. I think it has to be in this season because if you waited another season to bring that up again, that eh. I feel like that's kind of yeah. screwing your fan base a little too hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, we waited. We waited this long. <laughs> yeah, like to find out his actual backstory. But I mean, yeah. no, that was cool. Um, and then I think we talked about it a little bit, but Summer did take initiative in this episode. Um, yeah. So you do see um, characters coming into their own. A lot more. You see Summer specifically starting to come into her own, and I really like that, actually, because Summer, I think, has potential to be a really interesting character. I do see Yeah, that. she's yeah. grown quite a bit, and I think mm-hmm. she's grown definitely in a more interesting way, and they yep. could have really easily copped her out. Yeah. You also get, um, from Morty's perspective there, too, Morty. you get Morty, <laughs> Morty actually growing as a character a little bit, t- not actually growing as he is, as if he hasn't before. He hasn't a lot, but... um you see Morty grow further as a character because it turns out um, it seemed like he was the first one to, you know, like, forget Rick. You know what I yep. mean? Mm-hmm. Screw this dude. You know what I mean? Well, besides Jerry. But, like, forget Rick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Screw yeah. this dude. Like, um, He'll take his pills. Yeah, like, don't <laughs> worry about Rick. Like, um, I think Morty even says, like, um, 
with the ghoulish overkill line. <laughs> like, yeah. like, he's like, the one, the grandpa that won't let you down is buried in the backyard, you know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. oh, shit, like, and then Summer was like, oh, my God, you're right. And then uh, they find the portal <laughs> gun. But I loved Morty's line of, no, I was using ghoulish overkill. Yeah, ghoulish overkill. So like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, there was, it wasn't really a fourth wall break, but they nodded to the fact yeah. that that's yeah. exactly I how like they wrote. I when they do that. I, Me too. So they great. do it well. Like, and even they do break the fourth wall a lot, too, because there have been times literally where it's like, that's the end of season one. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't give a f- <laughs> that's my new catchphrase and uh kind of going back to like morty in that yeah. episode i it's so interesting how they frame morality here because mm-hmm. even like in past episodes like morty's always trying to do the right thing and like yeah. he's like trying to protect summer especially in this one and so he's you know he kills rick or he thinks he does yeah and then once you know to protect summer but then he's like you messed it up morty and even summer is just like dang it morty what you messed f- it up and it's just like yeah, you f- like they all turn on him like <laughs> <Yeah>. you idiot like, <laughs> like just the way they paint it like every time morty tries to do something good it like and we would probably agree with him mm-hmm. most of the time he's actually messing everything up more yeah. and i think that's a really really interesting like dynamic the show like takes what you think is like good and mm-hmm. it's like no that's all wrong we're so insignificant mm-hmm. yeah that moment of morty you f- it up was he thought that yeah. he was it was he there was the little sign taped to the gun that said shoot me during <laughs> yeah. shootout yeah uh like fake gun yeah and he's like right yeah yeah i knew that i saw that he actually thought he was going Which to is kill great. rick yeah. but um another like standout scene from that episode for me was um when morty and summer are going before like the council of ricks like in that yeah. courtroom or whatever um, and one, uh, Morty knew that having a Morty as a lawyer was complete crap, like, <laughs> yeah. which was funny yeah. to me. He was like, you give me a Morty as a lawyer. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. like he was, he was like, he doesn't, he's not actually a lawyer. We just keep him around. I mean, like, look at him go. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? I love the gifts of those. Yeah. I know, yeah, like, no, but, um, Morty comes out to the council of Rick's, um, Summer was trying to take the blame. Um, and Morty was like, actually, no, like I only told you to abandon Rick and to like, screw rick because like um he's it, he sucks you know what i mean when mm-hmm. you have rick in your life nothing's normal you're no longer smart you know what i mean you mm-hmm. suck at everything you do like that's what rick does and morty understands that fully but even then i think it shows how much morty actually cares for rick when um he points to the council of ricks he's like if you think my rick's dead you're wrong and he's coming for all of you you know what i mean yeah. like he was so sure that, th- that his rick would come out from nowhere and just kill everybody you know what i mean and yeah. guess what happens spoilers he, he kills everybody you know what i mean so and then he replaces jerry in the government as the sole patriarch of morty's universe yeah. <laughs> i love it i know that line Oh my it was God. it was kind of the fourth wall break like we've been talking, but I just mm-hmm. loved how it was just like straight up. No, I'm the patriarch of this family now. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, it shows like again like how far Rick is willing to go, like to just keep those people in his life. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. didn't really care too much about Jerry, but the other four he cares about a lot, and mm-hmm. um, he was willing to like divorce his <laughs> daughter's marriage and like literally destroyed two governments at once yep. just to keep that family together. You know what yep, I mean? Crazy. And then he knows that Morty sees that as wrong inherently. Like, it's not okay that he did that. And he knows the way he spun it that everyone's going to take his side and Morty can't yeah. do shit about it. Like, no. it's kind of funny. But, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I love the power dynamic. It's I so do great. Too. No, that's basically the episode. So any Yay. other final thoughts on Rick and Morty? Why is Rick's hair blue? I, I knew this was coming I knew, back. I was like, when I are we bringing it. this back up? Because the other right recorder, now. we talked about right it. Right like, now. No, but um, 
I can't remember. I think it might was this Dalton? Was this Dalton before? Or did you say anything about like the background being like darker colors and gray wouldn't stand out as much, or was that actually that Dalton? was Dalton? That okay, was Dalton. Serious. I just want to credit. You, can you have know, that one, Dalton. I, I, I just want to credit correctly here. No, but um, <laughs> that was serious favorite Dalton Martin. He told us um, it was probably just because like you know the background's yeah. darker mm-hmm. yeah. um, and gray. I think would blend in a lot. And honestly, the more I thought about it, the more I was right. Because if you look at it, his hair is like outlined blue. But yeah. The center of it is like a lighter white. Yeah. kind of color. So. Yeah. I just wanted to bring it up. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, that's something that you consider during oh, yeah. your Rick and Morty watching this, fest. This is this is anime A-team and input too. You have to get some of the animation in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, this is this is animation. Like, yeah. He's is. practically an anime character. He has spiky hair and it's a weird color. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. He's a yeah. shonen main character. I mean. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he so believes the in the power of family and no! friendship. This would, that, no. Anime, you stay away. Oh, my God. Good. Okay, let's shut this down. Yeah, let's shut it down. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Rick and Morty. Woo. Woo, Rick and Morty. Oh, my God. That was... Uh, I don't even know. I'm Wes. I host Input 2 daily over I'm there. daily, and I host Coven and A-Team. And then Emily. <laughs> I'm Emily. I do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do nothing. Like, you're on a podcast. That's yeah. something. Yeah. No, daily. What 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 can we do with Byte? What, what's all oh, in Byte? Oh man, you can check out all our other content here at bytebsu.com, and that includes oh my news, god reviews. Go read my reviews. Reviews and mine. Uh, so many <laughs> other podcasts, features, graphics, etc. We do a lot here, and you can also find all those things that we do on our various social media pages. You didn't at, even uh, mention our YouTube channel. Our, oh, I'm a huge part I'm of the YouTube there. channel. Like, I'm getting there. Are you Everything. trying to offend me as a person? Like personally, yes, <laughs> oh yes, exactly. But we are at ByteBSU on Twitter. Facebook, Facebook and YouTube. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Actu- yeah, we are actually no on YouTube. I believe we are BSU Byte. Oh, because yeah, that that's is, the Google account. That's the Google account. So that would be Ooh. fun fact because like we messed up one time at Byte BSU with our Google account, so we had to change it <laughs> to yeah. BSU Byte to show how consequences well we- last forever. Yes, yeah. they do. Byte BSU is a different uh, universe. Google so, give us um, <laughs> But we're also on uh, iTunes and SoundCloud yeah. at Ball Stay Daily, not spelled like my name. Yeah, and what did we just <laughs> release? That's kind of podcast related. It's a story pod. Yeah, yeah, talk about it because we didn't actually talk about so that last recording. If you recording. like continuity in your narratives and some like fun jokes and stuff that are related to things that are kind of out of this world, you should definitely check out Fantastically Mundane, our very yeah. first radio drama produced by Byte here at Byte by people who are in Byte. Uh, it's a really fun time. Yeah. We're going to have four episodes. Um, the first one is released now, and the next one will probably be released very soon, depending on when you're uh, listening mm-hmm. to this. This will probably go up. It's the 13th right now. It's probably go up tomorrow. At least that's my plan. Yeah, if Monday. I can get this edited in time. Monday. Come Monday. Check us out. Monday, Monday, Monday. Because that would be what? The 17th? Yeah. Yes. Ish. Yeah, around there. Um, Come hang out. That's Bite. Hey. Yay. All of Bite. No, we do much more. But, um, much more. <laughs> Thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, Once again, I was Wes Womble. Daily Wilhelm. Emily Rubin. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Why did I say it?